The following podcast is a glimpse into the life of Ecclesia Houston. We pray it is a blessing as you seek to follow Jesus, the liberating King, and live in His kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. Good morning, Ecclesia. We are so glad that you could be here with us this morning. We are so blessed by your presence, even if we can't see you, but we, we know that you are here and we are so, so grateful to have you here. Please join me in prayer uh, as we begin our gathering today. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to pray for each and every Ecclesian that is watching this right now, God. I pray that from their couch, from their patio furniture, from their bed, wherever they are watching, God, I pray that they would feel your presence with them, God, and that you would open their ears to hear your words today. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Sings my soul, my sin. 
Nicholson, I want to invite you into a time of prayer this week as a country, really across the globe. We have witnessed firsthand in a tragic way uh, the death of a dear brother created in the image of God. That brother, George Floyd, um, has roots in Houston, Texas, his family here in Houston. And we, many of us, have watched the video. We've, we've seen the life literally pass from him in an unjust and cruel manner. And uh, that trauma ought to be an invitation for us to fight for justice and for peace. I want to ask you to join me in a moment of silence for George and for his family. And then together we're going to pray. And I'm going to invite you to say his name aloud with me as we pray for him and for his family and for our country and for the problems that exist in our country of racism and hatred and evil. Let's observe together a moment of silence. Lord God, we join together and mourn the life of your beloved son, and we'll say his name together, George Floyd. We believe that he's made in the image of God, that he is loved by you and by many others. And we join with his family and so many that experience this profound loss. And we ask that as a community, that we would be a people of justice and peace and hope. We pray that you would lead us towards the end of hatred and racism and lead us towards reconciliation, both in our hearts and our families in our church in our city in our nation and across the globe. We pray that this lost life would not be lost in vain, but the pain, the suffering and the evil that we have witnessed would lead us towards a brighter future. We pray all of this together and we pray it in your name, in the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Ecclesia, even in this challenging season, we continue to be committed to the work God calls us, sharing the gospel, caring for the vulnerable in our city and beyond, caring well, especially for our children. As we each consider our part in this offering, please speak this prayer along with me. Almighty God, we long to love you and one another as you love us. Fill us with continued worship and gratitude to sustain us in uncertain times. Help our thoughts to be holy and our hearts to remain generous as you free us from our anxiety and our fear of scarcity. We seek each day to place our renewed trust in you, reminded that even in the seeming desert, your banquet table is set for feasting. Through this humble offering of our family and in all things, may you be glorified. Amen. Every week, Ecclesia, we have been highlighting people in our community who have been bringing light and hope during this pandemic. And this week, it's a special treat for me to highlight Jesse and David Verm, who have been serving as foster carers. This is a treat for me because Jerry and I spent seven years helping to build a foster care system in the Middle East. 
I'd like to share about the Verms using the words of the couple that nominated them. We are writing to nominate Jesse and David Verm for the We Are Going to Make It Through Award. They have served with open hearts in the Ecclesia community for several years now, and most recently in the role as foster parents. Since last December, they've opened their loving home to four vulnerable children, ranging from two to 11 years old. Days before the stay-at-home order in Houston, their second foster child was reunited with her sponsors. A few days after the stay-at-home order, Jesse and David said yes to the call of the Lord again and welcomed two siblings they'd never met into their home. The Verms are leaning into their calling from Christ. They're quite honest about the ups and downs that come with being a foster parent and view each of their foster children as a gift to them. They choose to foster not for recognition and they do not view their actions as saving anyone. They are painfully aware of the trauma in each child's life and recognize they are one stop on the child's journey, one page in a book. This pandemic has brought lots of unease, stress, anxiety. It is natural and in fact safe to minimize our interactions with others. This is why we find it so inspiring and courageous of the Verms to have opened their hearts and home to vulnerable children through the pandemic. God has a plan for each of these children and the Verms get to be one part of this redemption story. When we hear about how Jesse and David are responding to Christ's love and calling, we are reminded that we indeed are going to make it through. Jesse and David, on behalf of our Ecclesia community, thank you for bringing light bringers. Thank you for being hope bringers. If there's anyone who would like to nominate someone else for this recognition, or you would like to send something to the Verms, please email lauren at ecclesiahouston.org. I now get to share with you about how we, as a community, get to be the hands and feet of Jesus as we serve people here in Houston, but also around the world. Here in Houston, we've opened back up the kitchen at Paper Co. and we are making pastries to deliver to hospitals and fire departments and other frontline workers who are responding to this pandemic. It's been really gratifying to them to know that they're remembered and that we're getting to bring these special treats. In fact, Pastor Wayne did several deliveries to healthcare workers recently and came back and said that he felt like Santa Claus because of how well received he was. Another way that we get to serve locally is through providing hot meals to hungry brothers and sisters here in Houston. We've shared with you about how we've been able to increase the number of meals we've been able to give. And I'd like to share now just a glimpse of some of the stories behind these meals. Some of these brothers and sisters have been able to get hot meals from other places. And in this pandemic, those places have not been able to serve. Another thing that I've heard from Manny, who is our just incredible outreach director, is that people are saying things like, you came back. 
they're really appreciating the consistency that three days a week they know they're going to get a good hot meal that is nutritious and available at the same time and at the same place every week. For those of you who have experienced food insecurity, you know how meaningful that is. And for those of you who haven't experienced that, just imagine that every day you're not sure if you're going to have breakfast, lunch or dinner. And really, you don't know that for the whole rest of the week. And we, again, as a community, are able to provide this consistency. And I love the expression of you came back. If you can just think of times in your own life when you didn't know if someone was going to show up or they showed up once and you didn't know if they would return and they did come back, how special and how loving that made you feel. And that's what we get to do, Ecclesia, as a community. As we've expanded opportunities for our community to serve directly, we have created a way for those of you who have culinary skills to participate in our hot meal distribution. We are providing the main meal or the main entree for each meal, but we'd love to invite you all in to help provide sides, desserts, salads, fruit, and you can do that by emailing manual at ecclesiahouston.org. One of the ways that we are serving globally is through our support of our partners in both Venezuela and Argentina, continuing to provide meals, food, and critical supplies so that people in those vulnerable places can feel loved, supported and seen by their brothers and sisters here in the United States. As an update to share about the partnership we had with Los Polos Empanadas, many of you called in, you placed orders, they were delivered to the West Side, you came and picked them up. And most importantly, some of those proceeds went to directly support the mission in Argentina. It's so great when we were able to be a bridge between a restaurant here in Houston and a mission in Argentina. Ecclesia, we continue to invite you to participate in supporting these efforts, both locally and globally, by giving to these programs. And you can do that by texting your donation amount to 84321. Thank you for your generosity. Lord God, we thank you for a day that we can worship together. We thank you for the songs that we've been able to sing together. Though we're not in the same space, we're together in unison as we sing, as we pray, as we pray for those in need, as we prayed uh, for our brother George Floyd and his family, as we pray for one another. Uh, we find that in this we are not alone and that we believe we will make it through because you are with us. We ask today that the scriptures would guide us on this path, that we would find comfort and peace and direction and clarity about who we are and how we're to live as you speak to us today. We pray all of this together and we pray it in your name. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit we pray. Amen. Ecclesia, it's with great joy that I get to talk to you today about one of the rhythms of Ecclesia, to be a people that are a generous people. We say to be generous is part of what it means to be an Ecclesian.
In Deuteronomy 15, God's speaking to his people and he's, he's laid out the basics. In Deuteronomy, it's like, hey, this is how you build a toilet and this is the water you should drink and this is how you should, this is just the basics of living. In Deuteronomy 15, 7, he says, if anyone is poor among your fellow Israelites and any of the towns of the land your, the Lord your God is giving you, do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted towards them. He goes on to say, be the opposite. Open your hand. Open your hand and share and share generously. You're a people made to share. You've likely noticed that our logo at Ecclesia is simply an open hand. There's one behind me here at the West Side as I get to preach. And it's this reminder that that open hand is the posture God's given us. And the truth is when our hands open, it's really not about how much you have, both in terms of talents or gifts or resources. It's truly about how you hold what God gives you. Patty Diggs says it this way, and in some ways it's as though she's explaining the Ecclesia logo. She says, being generous often consists of simply extending a hand. That's hard to do if you're grasping tightly to your righteousness, your belief system, your superiority, your assumption about others, or your definition of normal. I'll tell you, Ecclesia, all of those hit me. We're all trying to hold on to our definition of normal right now. What's normal? What's the new normal? The, the, the reality is there is nothing that's normal. And what we have to do is simply open our hand and say, God, whatever it is that you will, I'm willing to walk that path. In, in a nutshell, this is what I'd tell you the sermon is today. And in some ways you could say, well, just summarize it and then you don't have to preach it. But let me do both and hopefully both will be good. In a nutshell, if you've had a kid and you, you're a parent, you know what it's like uh, to give your kid a toy that they love and they enjoy. Maybe it's their favorite toy or maybe it's a toy someone else wants, so they really want it. And you watch your kid hold on to that toy and start to scream those sacred words, mine, 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 right? That's mine. You don't get that. It's mine. And as parents, right, you've probably done exactly what I did throughout those years over and over and over again. I'd come to them and remind them, right? That, that is yours. I gave that to you. I gave that toy to you. But we would remind our kids, right? I gave that to you so that you could share it. It's yours to share. And in so many ways, Ecclesia, everything God gave you, your gifts, your talents, your leadership, your money, your resources, your home, your backyard, right? Last week, I reminded you, your backyard is the place we're going to do church right now. And we want to hear from you. If you want to open up your backyard for church or you already are, you're inviting neighbors over. We want you to send on our staff, uh, one of our pastors, Mitzi Mock, send her an email and let her know my backyard's open and it's open then. And, and maybe we have some other Ecclesians in your area. We'd love to connect you. Whatever it is that you have, it's yours to share. That's not your backyard, right? That's your backyard that God gave you to share with others. And some of you have great backyards. I was in one this week of an Ecclesian that is beautiful. It's, it's a little taste of heaven to sit in that backyard and talk to grown adults at six or eight feet distance. I don't care how far you are away. I'm enjoying talking to each and every one of you. So what do we do if our hands uh, grasping a little too tightly? And for all of us right now, because we lack control, we tend to want to clamp down a little bit. We're saying, wait, I want my plan. I want some control. And that, that hand starts to tighten up a little bit. How do we loosen our grip? I want to share with you three things that I think will help loosen our grip. And here's the first, to be a people of worship, celebration, and prayer. I want, to, I want you to sing to the Lord, right? In Psalm 13, 6, the psalmist says, I will sing to the eternal for he is always generous with me. Something happens in worship when we sing, we share God's love and grace and we vocalize it back to him that we love you, Lord. 
We're grateful for you. I love singing that song that we sing in worship often, steadfast, right? And I just remind myself, God is steadfast. He's faithful, even when things are different. And so many of you are wondering, well, good, Pastor. It's, we do need to worship more, but our worship doesn't feel the same on video. It's not exactly what we'd prefer. And it's not what any of us would really prefer in this season, but there are some gifts and that you're worshiping with your family. We're also going to gather again at 1100 Elder in the grass, in your cars, the night before Father's Day, we're gonna be celebrating fathers like we always do. There's gonna be beer and root beer and probably some meat, maybe some nachos, you never can tell. We love dads and we realized years ago that if we're gonna give moms flowers, then dads want some beer and root beer and nachos because Dads, you're crushing it. You're crushing it in this season. We love you. And we're going to celebrate dads and we're going to worship together the night before Father's Day for another even song. And I want to tell you that we want to be together in worship. We just don't know a safe way to do it right now. Uh, we got small bathrooms. We got a lot of kids and kids can't social distance. And so you need to know that throughout the summer, we're gonna to continue to have some alternative worship experiences like Evensong. We're gonna to continue to worship in our homes and online, and we're gonna bring you some of the best messages and worship that we can bring you. And we hope it's a blessing to you, but we won't be gathering as we typically would have for a service for the rest of the summer, at least till August 15th. And we're gonna to continue to update you. We would love to be doing that, but we believe safety is most important and we're going to honor what our governor said, but that doesn't mean we can't worship. Please, if you drive, if you're sitting, if you're going for a walk, put on some worship music and sing to the Lord because he's been generous with you. And when you reflect back to God, his generosity, you know what happens? Your hand starts to open. You want to share what you've been given, your gifts, your talents, your resources. How else do we do that? Well, secondly, we do this. Don't make wealth your goal. Now, Wealth isn't bad. It's not a bad thing. Money does not corrupt. But if you wake up every day and your goal is to get rich, that's, what, that's your goal in life, it will have an effect on you and it's not a positive effect. Paul writes about this in 1 Timothy. In 1 Timothy 6, he says this, he says, but godliness with contentment is great gain. Right? Being content with what you have, that sense of striving that we never have enough, it's a spiritual cancer. He says, for we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money, he says, is a root of all kinds of evil. Many have misquoted this and they say money is the root of all kinds of evil. Not so. Money is a gift. It's a resource. It comes from God. It belongs to God. Everything you have belongs to God. If you have a pickup truck, it belongs to God. That's why your Christian brothers and sisters are calling you when you need to move because if you own it, it's yours to share. And uh, I'm going to need some help moving some things. I got girls going to college. So expect a phone call. Whatever it is you have, you have it to share. Paul goes on and he addresses the reality that some of you are rich. You're, you're rich because you work hard. You're rich because you've been blessed by God. You're rich because God has chosen to use you as a conduit of his blessing. And he says this to those who are wealthy. He says, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain. Anyone realize if you had money invested um, that it's uncertain in this season? Absolutely uncertain. But to put their hope in God 
who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. This is Ecclesia, what I love most about you, your generosity. We've said to be a people, we're gonna be a generous people. It's gonna be a rhythm of our life. And there's certain practical things I'm gonna to talk to you at the end of the sermon about how we're going to be a generous people. He says, in this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. That's the life we want to live. The one that's radically generous and beautiful and says, and my things are not for me, just like a little kid, right? We can look at that kid and say, that toy, it would be so much better if you could share it. And that's the third one is just to say, we're going to be a people that seek to find the true joy in giving. In Acts 20, 35, Paul quotes Jesus. This quote's not found in the gospels anywhere else, but he quotes Jesus and Jesus as saying that it's better to give than to receive. And each of us knows deep in our hearts this is true, that that kind of generosity, when we get to give a great gift to others, when we get to surprise other people with our generosity and kindness, it, it's a much greater smile than when you open a gift and you receive a gift. There is a joy to being the person at Christmas, right? Uh, the parent that gets to give to their kids and experience their joy and laughter. It's a thing of beauty. Proverbs 21, 26 says it this way. It says, all day, every day, the greedy want more. We live in a world, right, that's often said greed is good. It, it's not good. It consumes you. It, it creates chaos in your life. You'll never, ever have enough. No matter how big your house is, you'll want bigger. No matter how nice your car is, you'll want nicer. No matter how many homes you have, you'll want one more. Greed leads to more greed. Contentment leads to a place that we say, whatever God's given me, I'm ready. He's gonna whisper in my ear and I'm gonna know how to give it and how to share it. And Proverbs goes on and says, while those who live right, give generously. So how do we do that, Ecclesia? Just a few ways I wanna share with you today. And here's the first. Let's be a people that give to our church. As we get to share resources together, we do things that are impossible to do on our own. The people that we feed across the globe, the opportunities that we have to serve, the people that we employ to care for people in our city and so many other places. It's a gift and it's a privilege. I wanna invite you not only through the weekly offerings to text to give, but to go to our website and to automate your giving and to make it a part of what you do, a natural rhythm of being an Ecclesian. I believe that you, like me, will find great joy and pride in the things that we do together. And when you're a contributor to that work, it gives you a sense of purpose. As I do my work, I get to know that I get to share from my work in a beautiful and generous way that I know makes a difference. Secondly, what can you do to give in this season, particularly when people are struggling and they lack hope? Well, we're trying to bring messages of beauty and grace to others through yard signs, through messages online. And now we're doing some t-shirts that simply are gonna tell people what I say to people over and over. They come to me and they share their problems. Today, I was sharing with a dear sister who serves in a hospital and COVID and also lost a beloved friend, right? And lost that friend, much like I lost my friend recently, to despair. And in that place, right, we're, it, it becomes more than a slogan on a t-shirt. I'm reminding her, we're gonna make it through this. We're going to make it. 
because God is with us. And so what we'd like to do, we want to share these t-shirts. I'm going to wear mine almost every day because I want everybody that sees me to be reminded that we're going to make it through. And for exactly our costs, we're going to share those with you. And what I'd like you to do is buy them not only for your family, but for your neighbors and your friends, make it gifts. And you know what we want to do just because we want to see you as you order those, you can opt to have those delivered by myself or one of the pastors at Ecclesia. We'd love to drop them off at your house and say a prayer for you and pray over those shirts, that when you wear those shirts, that you would be encouraged and that you would encourage others. For $10 a shirt, many of you can order for many, many friends and share that beautiful gift. And then lastly, just simply do this. Pray for opportunities to be generous. I started praying this prayer years ago, and you know what happens to me often? I end up in the right situation. I'll be at HEB checking out, and a senior citizen lady in front of me, she's she didn't have enough money, right? She'd start putting items back, right? Well, I can't afford that. I can't afford that. And to get to be behind her on the line and say, no, I'm going to pay for the rest of that, right? I think it was $18, best $18 I've ever spent. It was pre-COVID, but to have an elderly lady you don't know kiss you is about as good as it gets, right? And I want to ask you to do this. Just pray for those opportunities to be at a restaurant. Many of us are not in restaurants right now, maybe on a patio, and to buy a meal for somebody you don't even know. And I'll tell you, it's more fun than a TV show to sit there and listen to them talk about, I wonder who bought my meal. I can't fit there looking around, right? Who bought it? We don't know who bought it. And just to sit there knowingly and quietly with a great smile on your face, Ecclesia, you're a generous people. It's part of what I love about you. Let's keep it up. Let's be the people God made us to be. Let's celebrate his love and grace and goodness. I want to pray with you in that regard today. God, I thank you for your people, the ecclesia, the church, the called out ones. And you've called us to so many things, to justice. And we pray for justice, specifically in the case of George Floyd this week and in so many other areas, we pray for justice. We pray for kindness, Lord, that we would be generous not only with our things, but with our attitudes and with our words. Lord, let us give people generously the benefit of the doubt. Lord, I thank you for a church filled with people that believe the best in others, that don't assume the worst. We live in a world where many assume the worst. May we be the people that assume the best, that we believe in others, that we encourage others. And may we share generously the things that you have given us. Let us never be like the child that we know and that we were, holding onto our toys so tightly, believing they were ours. They are ours, they're ours to share. Truly, you are the giver of all good gifts. They all come from you. And so God, we ask you, to lead us and prompt us in new ways to be your generous, loving, Christ-like, and faithful people. We pray all of this together, and we pray it in your name. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Hey, Ecclesia family. It's good to be together, and we are coming to what's arguably my favorite part of every gathering we do, and that's communion, where we get to remember Christ's death and resurrection together. And so we're gonna do that in a few moments together. After we uh, say some liturgy over the elements, we're gonna share a song, and that would be the time where you can gather the elements that you've prepared, and you can partake and share with those that you're gathered with in your home. Part of the reason why I love communion so much is that I'm reminded that Jesus instituted this for us by having a meal with his closest followers. And he told them, 
every time you do this, remember me, which has always made me wonder if for them, every meal wasn't a chance to have communion. And so my hope in this season, as things have been changed and they're different for us, that maybe that's a positive for us, is that every meal becomes more sacred to us. And so Ecclesia, as we come to communion, and maybe you're using sliced bread like I've got here, uh, will you prepare your hearts for this sacred time together? And will you pray this prayer with me? I'll pray as a celebrant, you can respond as a people. The table is set all around us. It is the table of company with Jesus and all who love him. It is the table of sharing with the poor of the world with whom Jesus identified himself. It is the table of communion with the earth in which Christ became incarnate. So come then to this table, you who have much faith and you who would like to have more, you who have been there often and you who have not been for a long time, you who have tried to follow Jesus and you who have failed. Come, it is Christ who invites us to meet him here. And all together, loving God, through your goodness, we have this feast, which has come forth from the earth and human hands have made. May we know your presence in the sharing so that we may know your touch and presence in all things. We celebrate the life that Jesus has shared among his community through the centuries and shares with us now. Made one in Christ and one with each other, we offer these gifts and with them ourselves, a single living act of praise. Amen.
gives way to victory I'll see the lights of glory and I'll know He lives because He lives oh, I can face tomorrow because He Hi friends, this is the time in our service that we say the children's blessing. Please join me. Loved child, may you continue to live your life with confidence and courage. Always remember that you were put on this earth to make a difference. I pray that you are always reminded of the blessing that you are to those around you. May you always know that you are loved and may you always show Christ's love and light to everyone that you meet. Remember that you will always be loved, known, and seen. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Ecclesia, this is our benediction for Pentecost Sunday, a poem. In an arid land, a tiny spark can ignite a flame. Tongues of fire dancing along dry branches, a wildfire extending its reach. Scorched earth left behind, a blank canvas, the chance at life anew. Holy Spirit, today may we breathe you deep. May your redeeming fire fill us, laying waste to the barren lands of our hearts, burning them to ashes, that from the dust of our weakness, from our thirst, that new life would ever rise with roots drinking from deep, eternal pools to grow and flourish in beauty and hope. So go forth, bearers of the Spirit of God, which is love. Dwell in peace. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information, please visit our website at www.ecclesiahouston.org.